Welcome to It's All In Your Head, a mental health podcast. My name is Eli Henry. I'm your host. Before we get started today, I just want to remind you that if you, someone you know, someone you love is going through a time of crisis, you can always call 1-800-273-8255. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Don't be afraid to reach out for help wherever you need it. If you're in Canada, Google it. I swear to God, I'm blown away by how many uh, uh, support networks there are in our fine country uh, and in any country where you might be listening to this, please just look it up. It's so much easier and so much more fulfilling to just look it up than to do something rash. Today's episode, we have uh, Sean DePasquale. He's a friend of mine, a good friend of mine. He's a, a writer, a comic book writer. He's a, a letterer, a letter artist for comic books, all-around geek and nerd. I've known Sean for... Three years, we met through another friend, uh, almost four years actually, when I first moved to Cam, uh, first moved to Cam, first moved to LA, came to LA, whatever works for you. Um, Sean, like me, is a neurotic Jew, um, he's from Florida, which is different than me, so we talk a little bit about that. Uh, he has got a really good head on his shoulders, and he's got a really good and interesting way of looking at the world. He's also a podcaster, so he's a very good talker, he talks good, he speaks nice, so that's something to look forward to. But more importantly, he coined the term bong monster, which I love. Because he talks about when he gets really depressed, he rolls up in a comforter with his bong and becomes the bong monster. And I just, I got to say, outstanding. <laughs> I, I mean, I almost, the thing is, these intros, I almost don't want to say too much because I, I just want you to, you know, the, it, it's like getting to know people. And I want you to have the experience and I don't want to spoil it. I just get so excited. So, I'm not even going to talk too long this time. I'm just going to let us get right into it. Enjoy this episode of It's All in Your Head with Sean DePasquale, Bong Monster himself. Sean. <clears throat> yes. DePasquale. This is it? Yeah. Oh. We're on. All right. How are you today? That was a great theme song. Oh, thanks. I love it. Sean is uh, one of the first person on the show to actually have listened to the theme song because I played it for him. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. How are you doing today? today a good day? Uh, yeah, it's... That's a that's such a loaded question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. How are you doing today? Because you go, you go, who is this person to me? How much time do we have? What answer should I give? It goes in that <laughs> order every time. How am I doing today? Uh, I'm fine. I'm not in my head today because I'm here talking to you and I did stuff this morning, so better than most days. So it's not like you woke up and had to just immediately do this. That that can be. No. I, you ever have that where you just like don't talk to somebody all day and then you have to do something and you're like, oh god, I, I'm not, I'm not warmed up. Yeah, almost every time I record my podcast, uh, like yeah. every time we do Cabin Boys, it's like I sit at home and play video games all day and then all of a sudden I have to show up and be hilarious for an hour. Well, luckily uh, you don't. There's no tough. pressure here. You just have to be uh, really vulnerable for an hour. That's my default state. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I find whenever I ask how, if you ask how are you doing to somebody with depression and just pause long enough afterwards, they're just going to keep talking. It always yeah. downgrades. Like, how you doing? Good. Well, okay. I mean, okay. Well, well I mean, you, you know, know. fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, life. It depends yeah, how well you know. <clears throat> for me, it's, sorry, for me, it's always how well I know the person. It's sure. like, it, you know, it, it's the worst is when someone you're working with on a daily basis, like hey, how are you? two, three months into the working relationship when you're friends and you're comfortable and you show up in the morning and they're like, how you doing? And you still have to go like, no, they're not ready yet for me to tell them the truth. So you go like, oh, good, man. How are you? And they go, I'm all right. And you go right on. And then, then you turn around a corner and start sobbing. Yeah, you just curl up. I curl up into it. My move is to curl up into a ball. Oh, good. good I like good, to good. be in, in a fetal position. Yeah. It's comforting. Yeah. Uh, so on that charming note, what do yeah. you have? What, what uh, do you struggle with, my friend? Um, I mean, I, it's definitely, I mean, it's diagnosed depression um, with probably a healthy side of uh, significant self-esteem issues um, and, uh, and high anxiety. Um, it was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great movie. It's a Hitchcock movie. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I have a nice range of things, and then I feel like those things all play into other, you know, it's like, I feel like the... I feel like the depression is like a nice stew for a lot of other mental health things to start like playing trickery with your brain. Like once it's like once you've opened that door to that other realm, like it's very easy to go down very dark paths in your head mm-hmm. um, that I people that don't have any kind of issue like that don't get and don't go through. And they're like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, like. It's, I always think it's interesting to talk to someone who's just like, yeah, man, like sometimes I just have bad days and like whatever. And, you know, for the most part, like, you know, it is what it is. Like life's stressful. And I'm like, really? How? Teach me. Yeah. Who are you? Are you a real person? Am I broken or are you broken? That's yeah, always exactly. my first that, question. That, that is always an interesting way of looking. We talk about that a fair amount on this show, just that idea of like, does normal exist? And I think as time has gone on, I've, I've come to the conclusion that, yeah, of course it exists. Right. Because we, I think, as people with depression and, and the like, tend to go like, no, there's no way you don't think like this. Because, I mean, how, how do you, you think how you think. That's who you are. So how are you sort of processing sure. someone doesn't? Uh, but, you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, well, we are the diagnosed case. Or like, I, we, like it wouldn't, if this was normal, it, it wouldn't be. Diagnosed as something? Yeah, but at the same time, normal? it's like there have to be, like, you know, I, I do think everyone's got a little something, and I think everyone should see a therapist. I sometimes still, like, ascribe it to, and I, and it's bad that I do this, I, I think, but I sometimes ascribe it to uh, intelligence, um, which I don't know that there's any real correlation, but in my mind, the more intelligent you are, the more likely you are to be depressed. Well, I mean, there's the, there's the you, thing, you know, ignorance is bliss, but yeah, I, exactly. don't, I don't necessarily think that's, that's true, because I do know some stupid, depressed people. Uh, <laughs> that enough. came out wrong. I want to listen I mean, to that episode. Oh, no, none of them have been on the show. you got to have those people. That's what I, because that's a real question <laughs> no, to me. No, but there are also is, a lot of smart people who are fine. Are there? Yeah. I have yet to meet any. I mean, in theory... I have yet to meet like truly creative people that aren't in some way. Uh, well, creative is up. different. Creative and, intel- and, and I, intelligent. And there are there are creative sure. people though that are actually really well adjusted, and that I've met. It, it's fuckers. I know, I know, I know. Um, are they pedophiles secretly though? Well, that's what you got to wonder. If it's a secret, I don't know. That's right. Uh, I hope not. I you like never know. These people. Um, so what do you do? Uh, a lot of things. I'm a jack of all trades and a master of some of them. Okay, uh, I'm a writer. A I'm a writer primarily. Um, I write uh, comic books. I have a a, a book uh, called Galaxies for Hire that I'm pretty excited about. That's out now and people can buy and stuff. And then, um, and then I also uh, I write like movies and TV and stuff. And then I do um, comic book lettering as well. And then, as I mentioned, I host a podcast called Cabin Boys, which is like a weird improv comedy it's show. It's fun. I've done it. Yeah, I, yeah I, Eli, you've been on a bunch. Yeah, of times. the episode I did, I was uh, I played Lincoln Chafee. For those of you Lincoln who Davenport are not Chafee. who are not uh, nerds about politics, Lincoln Davenport Chafee was a, a bag of socks who ran for the Democratic nomination for president. Uh, uh, he, yeah, he, it was, it was, <clears throat> it's Captain Bur- Boys, it was Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, Martin O'Malley, and then Jim Webb, who's amazingly like, he's basically a Republican. It's kind of crazy. He was there. And, uh, and, uh, J- and, uh, Lincoln Davenport JV, who is uh, just one of the funniest candidates for a silly improv podcast. We actually did a good job of really explaining who the guy was. Well, I had his so Wikipedia feel free to, page. Open, yeah. So feel free like, to go listen to Cabin Boys so on iTunes, HeadGum. Anyway. So yeah, so I do a bunch of stuff. Primarily though, I'm a writer. Um, I write all the time. It is one of the things that I have to do to not be depressed. Well, that was my next question. It's <clears> like, you know, how does that affect um, your work? It is literally one of the things when I get into really, really deep, dark, like dark modes, um, uh, a term I recently coined with my co-host and co-writer, Matt Cohen, who will was, be on this show. At some uh, was uh, bong monster mode, which is when I'm just like wrapped in a blanket and like just like always holding my bong and just like super depressed. Um, bong monster. It bong monster. Like, like bong. Uh, just the image I have bong is like monster. Is like just bong dog. You see like a wrapped up hot dog. And yeah, that's what it's like. Bong um, but yeah, when I'm in that, we, we when I'm in um, when I'm in bong monster mode, um, it's usually because um, I haven't written in a while. Which I've noticed, and then and then I'll sit down and I'll write a bunch, and I'll write for like a month at a. You, Do you know, find it hard to start writing. 
No, I, it's weird. I, no, I write in spurts. Like I write and I write hard and I write like 12 hours a day, like every day. And then like I finish whatever I'm, things I'm working on. And then I like go into hibernation mode and I read and like I'm good for a while and I feel good. And then the longer I go until the next writing time, the more and more depressed that I get and like the deeper the hole grows. Do you and feel then, like maybe that uh, there's a correlation in terms of, because, um, you know, depression comes in waves. Yes. Do you think that when you're done writing something, it ha might have something to do with, like, the fact that that's coming on? Uh, yeah, there could be a... It could literally be as simple as a serotonin dip. Like, mm -hmm. the high of working on and then completing something goes away, and then I'm left in this hole of, you know, self-reflection and, and wondering, like, if I did a good job at all or if I'll ever have another job again or, or if I'm even... Or what death will feel like. You yeah, know, you know, yeah. It's just that's, that's... yeah. Or if I'm wasting my fucking time doing any of this stuff. Like... For anyone listening that does not understand how depression works, it's some of those A to D jumps where you're like, I wrote a thing. How does it... I wonder if it's going to be good. Hope it's going to be good. What if I die alone? Like, that's how that stuff will yeah. work, you know? It's just this weird... Yeah, no, sometimes it's like... You wake up and you go, all right, cool. I got to go to work. So I should probably like make some coffee, jump in the shower in a half an hour. And like, oh man, I'm probably going to die completely and utterly alone and unfulfilled and never have accomplished anything. But okay. <laughs> anyway, so I guess I got to go jump in the shower now. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I got to do laundry. Uh, sometimes, and it shifts. It's you ever have that when you're like in the shower and you're just thinking about shower things and you're like, I don't want to die naked. And then you just go back to thinking about whatever else you're doing. Yeah. Sometimes I've... Uh, I live alone. Sometimes I did. Now I have roommates. But when I was living alone, we I all live alone. Almost slipped yeah. in the shower one day, oh, and no. I had this like I went into like this twenty four hour spiral of like, if I had slipped and hit my head, no one would know until the smell. Went no out the one would know. Yeah. No one would know. There's no landlord. I didn't know any of my neighbors. They were all like Armenian and didn't speak English and didn't like me and didn't like each other. It was just like I would have just laid there until yeah until the smell. See, and it fucked up fuck. that that's where I went immediately. Immediately, yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. Uh, I went, when I was in Toronto, uh, in my apartment, Toronto had an earthquake. And the thing is, that's rare. Toronto yeah. does not get many earthquakes. No. Um, and I hadn't, you know, been in L.A. yet. That's an L.A. Uh, thing. Tell yeah. them to get their own thing. It's a California thing. Um, but I was in my apartment building, yeah. and I was on the toilet. Okay. And then this earthquake happened. It was a small one. But I remember like shake, like a little bit of shaking. And the first thing I did was start grabbing at toilet paper going, not like this, not like this, not like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I mean, if you want to get really real, I was same apartment where I was living alone. I, um, I was, <laughs> I was jerking off one night and I went, oh, if I died right, if there was an earthquake right now, like, I died oh, jerking no. off. I like, yeah. Like, what would that be like? Like the last thing that he was doing, like he was in his chair and like, he had his dick on his hand clearly. So like, clearly he was jerking off Mrs. Deepa Squally and like, we don't know what to we're tell so, you. Yeah, like, we're so I, sorry. That's how we found him. That's the doctor. Like, that's, that's how they're yeah. We're so sorry. He was clearly jerking off Mrs. He Deepa had a bottle of, he was found with a, a buried underneath rubble with a bottle of lube next to him. Oh God. Yeah, it's funny that you're like, if you want to get really real and you went to jerking off, because on this podcast I'm used to that meaning like way different things. Uh, so, okay, let's get back to Bong Monster for a second. Sure. Uh, <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great term. It sounds like a band name. It's, it's, any, it's whatever you want it to be, uh, right? So, weed helps you. You smoke a lot of weed. I don't know if weed helps, man. But you smoke a lot of weed. All day, all the time. I smoke a lot of weed. In the, in the course of while we were talking, you just pulled out a thing of weed. Yeah. It was uh, in my pocket. Which you are not allowed to smoke in here. But no, I am not. Uh, <laughs> it was just in my pocket. It was making me uncomfortable. Fair enough. Too, much, um, too many things in my pockets. But uh, uh, yeah. So when did that start for you? Like when did you start smoking weed? And, and has it? Have you taken breaks? Has there been a like I like where? Like I'm just curious about I how it started you. Uh, in college. Um, I didn't smoke at all in high school. I was like afraid of drugs as a kid. I grew up in the eighties I'm 35. So like I grew up in like the height of like, don't do drugs and drugs, say no to strangers and, and dare program and vote Reagan. And vote Reagan. But it was all about drugs. Drugs were like the worst thing. There was a cartoon called uh, Saturday morning all stars that was on when I was a child. That was about this boy who like smoked a joint and then <clears throat> uh, the ghostbusters and the gummy bears and um, Tiny Toons 
and uh, like literally every Saturday morning cartoon that was owned by the ABC at the time or whatever all show up and they're You're like, gonna die. yeah, they basically were like, if you do this, like your whole life is ruined and there's like a monster, like a smoke monster that comes and um, so I grew up like afraid of I love, drugs. by the way, the irony of the Ghostbusters being people to tell you that because it's like, yeah, read about Saturday Night Live in Oof. the 70s. And well, uh, I mean, then see if you're gonna listen to Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, animated Dan Aykroyd, and to Her- you know, like those guys. It was the real cocaine. ghost, but it was the animated versions. Yeah, I know, to be I know. fair, oh, um, so I I never really smoked. And then I went away to college, and I went to oh, Philly. That was around the time where there was also the sorry, there was yeah. also around the time they had the the uh, Pee Wee Herman thing of like, this is crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. That was some crazy. They also, the, yeah, I mean. It was a crazy time. So, but, but you went to college. So Philly. I went to college in '99 in Philly, and um, I my had three other roommates. I was in like the dorms, and um, one of them was this dude who just like was made of weed. He ended up being my weed yoga. <laughs> he was the bong he, he ended up being my weed Yoda, basically. Um, like he he just like he always smoked and he always was rolling blunts, and and so like I started smoking. Like I, you know, I loved it. I tried it, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like I feel the best, and food is so good, and I love playing video games, and music sounds better. Um, and so like I don't know. Then I just started smoking, and I I just liked I liked it. I liked smoking. At, at, at that point, did you have? depression anxiety uh yeah definitely since in fact i yes i had an interesting conversation with my mom on on a trip home one time where we were talking about um being you know nihilistic or being negative or something and she goes sean she's like that's just who you are she goes you don't remember she's like you were probably seven or eight years old and you came home from school one day and you had gotten in trouble in school for like being silly or whatever and you came home like really serious and really upset and you're just like why was I born? What's even the point of it? Jesus Christ. And I was like, really? I was like, no, I didn't. And she was like, yeah. She's like, and I remember, she's like, ask your father. She's like, I got like upset and we were concerned. She's like, and you like, you didn't like fall into depression. Then you're, you're, just, like, you're like, honey, my, our son is reading Nietzsche. Yeah. Like, like I just was like, I don't understand why I was born. Like, why did, why did, why is this? What's the point of any of this? To it's, fair, it's a fair question of like, why? But it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely a little I was frustrating the words of like, you know, a 60 something year old philosopher coming out of a, an eight year old who didn't read that philosopher yeah. who should yeah. seemingly, who should seemingly have not a care in the world. But I'm like, guessing like minutes later you were playing with action figures. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I was, uh, but I, but I was, I think uh, I did that stuff too. I think I was just, I have always felt a sense of, um, just sort of listlessness and like of, uh, not belonging. I used yeah. to I used to tell in middle out. school I used to tell people that I wasn't human. Uh-huh. I would just be like like in middle school I would just yeah, be like yeah I'm not from this planet like I'm not a human and I'd be like very right, weirdo and I'd be like no I'm not like I don't I don't know what that was about I, like I didn't want to be me I guess which tracks well, you know it's funny uh, we've had so many people on this show I say I just said we like uh, there's more than just me here no say that uh, it's your producer yeah how's it going Davey. Yeah. Good man, I don't exist. Awesome, thanks, Davey. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, intern Jeff. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, All right, man. Later. I'm, I'm I'm not a figment of your imagination. Cool, Jeff. Sweet. Anyway, we've had a lot of I, we. Oh fuck, I keep saying it. I. Your producer Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Hi. I, I do exist. Shut up, Kelly. I don't exist. Damn right. So uh, I've had a lot of people on here from from Florida. Yeah, and so a a big question I I ask just because I'm fascinated. So, did you notice a distinct difference in the way people deal with these kind of issues in Florida? In Florida versus you know when you came out to Philly or to LA? Um, no, I'm be, <clears throat> no only because I have a pretty I have a pretty uh, mental health conscious mother. Okay. So there was never a sense, there was never a stigma to any of this. Like as a child, Which I was great. seeing shrinks. I mean, like, you know, I was diagnosed ADD when I was a kid, like for, you know, in school and stuff. And like, I took, you know, Ritalin as a kid and stuff like that. And fucking all that bullshit, Adderall. And, I'm on um, Adderall currently. Uh, yeah, I, 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 mean, it, I am it's still the supposed most to misdiagnosed. Drug, I am still supposed to be on it. Properly, it gives great. me heart palpitations. Well, that's the thing is it, it, I don't it, like it. it, it it's. Given out so liberally, I think, and and, and so broadly that I have a lot of friends that have had really awful experiences with drugs like that. But for me, because like, you know, some people take it and they're like speedy and crazy. I take Adderall and I'm just a person and I get things done and I keep my apartment relatively clean. I'm the same way. Which it used to be before that I wasn't 
it wasn't like I had attention problems. I just didn't do anything. Right. Now I, I still don't do a lot, but I, you but know, you I, do more, but I have a tax folder. You know what I mean? Sure. Like shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I do that without the, the Ritalin or the Adderall. I just, well, I, I just do it. So like, I'm very organized. Florida, so, I mean, yeah. just culturally in Iran. So you were in there. No, I mean, I childhood. don't, I can't say I noticed anything as far as like a cultural stigma on mental health or getting help or anything like that. Cause like I said, but the I, attitude of other people. Nah, like I that? can't really say that I noticed one way or the other, to be honest. I had pretty progressive friends, I guess. Uh, you know, my buddy, I, I grew up you had with, a lot of friends. I grew up, uh, no, I had, um, good, good I friends? had a close, small group of like three friends that were the tightest, um, as opposed to like a lot of friends. I did. I, I wouldn't say I had a lot of friends, although I would say that I was well liked. Nice. Does that make sense? Yeah. I was always well liked, oddly enough. And did even you though I never felt like that, I deserved that it. Make, yeah, no, exactly. it makes me very uncomfortable. You're like, why now. is this happening? Even now, it makes me very uncomfortable. I don't like when people like me. I get very uncomfortable when people are nice to me. I live with the, uh, <laughs> I have two roommates, and one of my roommates is like one of the nicest people in the whole world. And like, he'll go out above and beyond and out of his way to just be a good friend. Like, and do yeah. like nice stuff. Like, hey, man, I'm going to the store. Do you need anything? It makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Oh, gee, why is that? It makes me feel so. I don't know. It just makes me. I'm like, no, I don't need. Have, have you always been that way? No, that's uh, the last like three, four years. I started to get very much like that. What do you think? Know. What do you think? Did I, anything happen around that? No, I don't know what it is. I, I, I. As I've gotten older, I have gotten um, uh, less and less confident in myself, and so um, I react often to kindness with feeling like it's undeserved, um, mm. and it, and I just feel. Um, like guilty or bad or whatever. That's not I don't good. know. It's weird. I um, mean, you know, other people's kindness <laughs> is. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, sure, it's, a bummer, it's a bummer. You know what I mean? For me. Yeah, no, not for you. I mean, no, it's yeah, your job. Hey, I feel great. Hey, you got to bum everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. No, hey, feel if you're If you're feeling great, this is going to be a shitty podcast. Perfect. Uh, no, the, the, the thing with that is, I mean, I, I feel that way sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's other people doing good things. So who cares? It's on them. Yes, and I. You know what I mean? Like, whenever you've done a good thing for somebody, do you do it actively going, you deserve this? No. Yeah, exactly. No, I do it like, hey, man, I'm going to go do this thing. Or I just want to be nice or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I do it for me, which is what most people. But now I know the best way to make you feel like shit is to just be really kind. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It just makes me feel so. I'm just. Well, I do sometimes meet people that are super nice, and I'm like, what do you want? Well, you know what I mean? Well, like I have yeah, that that's like, different. What's going on? No, that's different. This is just general niceness from genuine people. Oh, God. <laughs> just makes me uh, feel weird, I do guess. You, does that, do you, does any of this come out in your writing? Like, do you deal with any of these issues in what you write? Um, no. I deal, yes, not with those issues. The thing I, 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 the thing I think that I, the theme that I think that I hit the most or the hardest that I, you know, um, that I still have yet to work out, I think, fully for, for myself because I keep going back to it, is the idea of um, of a, the sort of everyman um, trying to uh, find a place, like a function for himself. That drives me crazy from a, on a, I guess, thematic level. Like, and I think it because I, I don't feel like I belong anywhere. Like, I don't feel mm. like I've found a thing that like defines me, you know, like I still, I'm 35 and I still feel very amorphous and sort of unformed. Yeah, you're busy. You I'm know, busy. Yeah. I have to stay busy. But, yeah. you, but I mean, the thing is it's not even a have to, it's just, you're busy and you're busy with good things and you do a lot. And I feel like that's a theme with a lot of people. It doesn't f- do who anything. Who are depressed. Though. Who are like, yeah, it's like, I feel like shit, but uh, you know, you're talking to me and you're, Talking about your podcast, you've got a comic book out. Yeah, you're yeah. lettering. You you do, you're writing. You know, you're yeah. doing a lot of. You're writing a movie for. I'm not gonna yeah, say yeah, yeah, because yeah. of the podcast, but you're doing a thing right. You know, you're yeah. actually doing things. But I, I understand that I'm the same way. That'll happen. I'll, I'll be doing stuff and I'll be writing. I'll be whatever. And my friends will say, "You seem really busy." And I'm like, "I guess." But yeah. in my head, I'm just like. What am I doing? What am I doing? What's the point why? Of why? why am I doing all of this? Dude, the and other why day, don't like, I feel better? Like, a few months ago, I thought about going into politics. That's a fucking red flag. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, but it's that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm like, it's something, right? But it's, right. it's bizarre. It's weird. And know? then you go, will I be any happier? Because I often go like, what if I just like, uh, you know, uh, like literally just like got a job as like a boss, like a manager of like a, you know, fucking Starbucks or something and just yeah. like worked my way up the ladder, corporate ladder and made my money yeah, and corporate Starbucks ladder, whatever it yeah, is, know you know, you but it's like, um, 
I, I don't I've think I'd too. be any happier. I think I'd feel exactly the same. You uh, would. That's because it's it's a, it's a condition, it's right? So but, and that's why it's that's treatment. why I don't run away from all of so it. So how how do you do? You, do you see a therapist? No. No, no, I don't. I um, I um, have you ever? I ex- you I have. I've seen a bunch of therapists. I was going about uh, well, probably like three years ago now. I was going pretty regularly, and then I stopped for a while. It started to get too too costly for me, mm. and then um, I just haven't really gotten back into it since. That's the saddest thing to me when uh, I hear expensive. about how how it's like you know it's expensive. I can't do it even with insurance. It, 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 it was very like, expensive. It's like med- it's like you know it's like taking medication. It, you know, mm-hmm. therapy is taking medication. Yep. It's treatment for something, and the fact that people are like, I just can't afford it. No, I mean, even when I had like the good insurance, insurance, um, it only really took care of like a small piece of of mental health. Like they, it's not considered a thing. It's not considered important. I'm lucky. My insurance is is, my insurance is good. I can see my guy for twenty bucks a session. Yeah, see, I was paying. Fifty a visit. Yeah, and then they weren't covering any of the any medication. And if it's week, yeah. If it's weekly, then it winds up being like, you know, I need to go weekly. I need to go once a week. Yeah, I'm a crazy I go, person. I go once. I a would week. feel so great. <laughs> there's got to um, be. I mean, there's got to be a way you can figure that out. But, but so. Um, but yeah, no, that helps. Um, I found that exercise helps. Exercise I, is a big thing. I fought that for a long time. Me too. I'm um, still fighting it. But it really does help. I've found a small routine that is not going to get me ripped in any way, shape, or form or lose me any weight, but it is enough that like I can start or end my day with a boost of serotonin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's all it is. On. Like, that's literally all it is. I did like, I like experimented on myself, you know, like I did a couple days on, a couple days off, like to really see and, 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 and I would do it in the morning and I would do it at night when I was really depressed or when I was feeling really good. And at the end of the day, um, I think it's just my body really responds to like that rush. Well, it's endorphins. I mean, it's a chemical thing. That's, it's kind of, you can't argue with the logic. It's just, um, a stigma of annoyance and and the uh, actual impact of doing it. It's hard. Video games are so much more fun. I know. I mean, you came here and I was playing video games. I know. I, I was listen, I left when you texted me that you were downstairs. I left my house playing video games to come here. I was like, should I keep playing this Witcher DLC or should I stop and go do this obligation? Should I cancel the podcast uh-huh. to keep playing this Oh, game? I've canceled many things. Oh, uh, I think John Mulaney has the stand-up bit that's um, one of the funniest things. He's like, uh, in terms of instant gratification, canceling plans is better than heroin. <laughs> it's true. It, it is really true. Is. It's like, just like, guess what? I can't cut. Ah! Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, how'd you get into uh, uh, writing comics? Um, I read comics as a kid and stuff. And then I had a buddy who also read, uh, comics and was an artist. And when I was in, uh, my first year of college, we were emailing back and forth a lot cause he was still in Florida and at the end of my first year of college, which I left, uh, he was like, you should come back here and I'll you write a script and I'll draw it. And I was like, done. So I did that. And then we started self-published two issues, shitty, two shitty issues. That's how I learned how to letter also because I needed a letterer. So I, I just learned how to do it. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Um, and lettering, I guess I should explain, like, is like if you see a comic book and there are like word balloons and there's words inside the word balloons. Um, and and letters. then And then there's um, also like um, onomatopoeia, like pow or kaboom or whatever. All of those things are done by a letterer. It used to be all hand-drawn. Now it's all digitally done. I do it in Illustrator using a combination of fonts and and are, are you effects. able to draw too uh, i can't draw no Not i can do no i can i can manipulate things in uh illustrator okay nice. Uh, but i cannot draw at all um i often it's one of the few things that like if i could magically close my eyes and wish for anything in the world it would be the ability to draw because um i can write so many comic books and it's really hard to find like an artist and get them focused and pay them. And so like I have so many scripts of things that like if I could draw my own stuff, that's literally all I would do is sit and write and draw all day. Yeah. Um, So it's, it's frustrating uh, to not be able to draw even a little bit. Can't you learn? I don't, I think you can learn to I mean, a degree look, look at my if you have my yeah. handwriting is garbage. There's no way I could ever do that. I think if you have but, an innate skill, and then you can get better on it, but like I can barely draw stick figures. Like they're just my brain doesn't see that way. I know when I, I try mean, to yeah, picture things in my head, I can't see them like that. I I see them because I can write them and describe them, I, but I, I don't. Curious, see, have you heard you about know, this thing <clears throat> called? Um, I think it's called aphantasia. Have you heard of this? No. It's people that don't have a mind's eye. 
Oh, interesting. So if I say to you, picture your mother's face, you can see it, right? Ish. And you, but you can see, if I picture, if I say picture a beach, you can see, can a, see beach. a beach. Yeah. You can see whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. They, these are people, they don't do that. Interesting. Like this one guy wrote, he was writing about it on, uh, it was a Facebook thing that was going around, bro. It was fascinating. You know, he, he, uh, I mean, I think I have that he, he with drawing, picture, but he couldn't, or if you think about music, yeah. like if I say, think of the star Wars theme in your head, do you hear, da, 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 but, but you, yeah, hear, I hear you hear trumpets, and you hear, but you hear the instruments or do you hear you singing it? I hear the music. Right. Yeah. I hear People the music. People with aphantasia in Just their head. Themselves. Da, 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 da. Oh no, and no. Then if, or like if you're reading a book. And it says, I can literally hear it like says, a, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But if you're reading a book and it says Morgan Freeman says something, you can hear it in Morgan Freeman's voice in your head. Mm, I mean, like kind of, you can, kind of, or somebody like Bill Murray, sure, whatever it is. You can sure, hear it. I can sort of. Yeah, Fantasia, yeah. it's just you. It's you. It's you. Just going yeah. like, uh, you know, interesting. You know, it's just you being like. Uh, I'm the president. I uh, know. Sure. It, it's, it's, it's that's fascinating. That's interesting. Yeah. But uh. uh I don't think I have that. No, I don't think you do. But, no. but that, that's the thing is that, that apparently like. But that's not, cool. It's not studied a lot because people that have it don't know, <laughs> don't they, even have know it. they have it. Yeah. And but, then they find out somebody's talking about it. They go, what the fuck are you talking about? But I, but that is an apt description of what it's like when I try to picture something to draw it. Like I can picture a beach, but then when I try to translate what's in my head to my hand, it oh, doesn't impossible. look. Yeah, okay. it doesn't look like it's anything. Um, I don't so, know how to get that message down there. So that, that was how comics started with self-publishing and then. I started um, getting offers to letter other people's comics because they needed a letterer. So I started making yeah, money yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah. yeah, and then oops, and then um, and then and then I just started submitting stuff to different publishers. And then I got I had uh, I mean I now I've had four graphic novels published, and then this current book Galaxies for Hire is like an ongoing series, um, which is pretty cool. It's great. How's it doing? Well, I've been uh, I've been doing a lot of conventions, and it sells really well, and people seem to really respond to nice. it, which is awesome. And then, um, so we have we were releasing it digitally as a like a web series, so we're uh, something like sixty pages in, which is basically like three chapters worth. Um, but in I don't know when this comes out, but in in October of now of t- two thousand sixteen. Um, will be solicited to nationally to comic book stores. So Huge. we'll have our our first issue is going to be the first two chapters. So it's going to be like a fifty page double sized thing. And oh, that's there's so going to be there's this um, one distribution company called Diamond Distribution. So we're going to be in their previews magazine and have like a, a spread. And that's really cool. Yeah, I'm Congrats. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, so uh, that's cool. So you're not seeing a therapist. You haven't no. in a while, but you did when you were a kid. Yeah. And uh, did that carry into college? Like uh, on, on and off. Um, I, I did as a, as a kid and then I didn't for a while. And then I, I left school and moved home and dated a girl for a while and broke up with her and got super depressed and started seeing a therapist for a year or two and then stopped and then moved out here and then started seeing a therapist and then um, got into a relationship and out of a relationship and saw the therapist all through all of that. And then just couldn't afford it anymore probably like two, three years ago. And, and I haven't really been back since. And how do you, what do you do then to, to, to treat yourself? Um, I, uh, <laughs> I smoke weed. weed. Does it, do you find it to be helpful? No, it's, is it just something you just do? Something I do. I don't think it helps or hurts. Cause I've, I, it's not like, like when I'm working or like if I am doing like a job, like not just sitting home writing all day, like, I don't smoke and like I'm fine and then I come right. home and I smoke and I feel the same like I don't think it does anything at this point um, when I'm really depressed I'll drink sometimes I like whiskey uh, mm-hmm. just because it makes me go to sleep and it shuts my brain down pretty quickly uh, I'm a downer kind of guy I like to shut off I'm not like I don't want to like I don't want to do, do drugs yeah I don't want to do like uppers or psychedelics or I don't want to go on a trip like I just want to like sh- I just want to go to bed. Yeah, I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> I love sleeping. And I don't love sleeping in that like I'm not a sleeper. I don't sleep in. I'm not a late sleeper, but like my default depression mode is like I just want to curl Way up bed, into a yeah. ball. Yeah. Bong and, monster. Yeah, bong monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bong monster. That's probably my favorite expression. It's the best. Um so medication, I mean, uh, you said you were on Ritalin as a kid. I was. Like, I'm not on anything right now, no. But, I mean, uh, uh, when did that? I tried. I've tried stuff. What were you stuff. on? What did, um, you know? I tried. I was on, um, uh, man, what was I? What was the last one that I was on? Not, um, 
I keep wanting to say Ativan, but that's not the right thing. Um, Wellbutrin? Well, is it, was it Wellbutrin? I was on Wellbutrin. Lexapro. Uh, I was on Lexapro. Wellbutrin. The I'm on they right gave now. me Wellbutrin to try to get me to quit smoking. Uh-huh. And then they were like, it might make you more depressed. And it did. And really? I was having nightmares and stuff. Like well-butrin. horrible, 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 like really? unsettling nightmares. Um, so I stopped that. I did not have that. And then they gave me Lexapro and that worked for a while and then I just couldn't afford it. Like it just, it became an insurance issue again. Really? Yeah. My insurance lapsed. It it was a job. It was a whole thing. And then like my prescription was up, like, you know, it was like I was paying a lot and then I just couldn't pay out of pocket. So you couldn't even wean yourself off, which is how you're supposed to get off Lexapro. No, no, I just stopped like two years ago. Yeah. How did that affect you? I don't know. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was probably depressed. This is the thing I learned. Like, I was fine. I mean, you know, I learned so I much from doing this podcast because I feel like so, so much of it is, yeah, me too. Like everyone's yeah. like, yo, I totally get that and all that stuff. So much of it is that, but with medication, that's when it like, cause I've said this before that I think everyone thinks they're a snowflake with depression. Like, you know, oh, I'm so, you know, right. No, but then, medication, but then the more you, you, the more you talk are. to people, yeah. yeah, and and it's it you're not a snowflake in the way it deals, but yeah. with medication, I think everyone it might be a fucking snowflake. Yeah, that's because that's because, and that's why you need to work so yes. closely with a good doctor. Yes, that's because to a certain degree, while I'm not by any means saying don't use medication, but to a certain degree, medication is um it's a it's a guessing game. It's more of a stab in well, the dark. It, 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 it's, it's, so it's it's something it's, you have to work with. Yeah, and because recognize. everyone's chemicals are different, and then you're adding new chemicals. So it's like how much of one chemical, how much of another. Yeah, and, and the thing is that it, that's why you know it's. It's a game. A, it's a shuffle. You work with a good doctor, yeah. and and going in, go in, going like this is not, this will hopefully work, yeah. but I'm gonna be aware of how it will or will not. Yeah. And that's why I feel like some people like get into it, be like, yes, give me the pills, I'm gonna be fine. Right. And that's so problematic. No, because so I think my advice to anybody is obviously you just gotta like be patient with it and understand. Yeah. Um, do we take calls? On this show, do we take calls? Yeah. No calls. Yeah, okay, tell you what, guys, if you're listening to this podcast right now, give us a call. In. Come on in. It's it's at 2.55 p.m. Saturday, June 25th. So if you have so access to a time machine. I'm uploading these weekly. This is episode, I don't know when I'm which, when this will be uploaded, but it very Feel well might be give a in call. Like three And months. honestly, if you don't want to call like while you're listening to this, feel free to just start tweeting at Eli and I right now What's your Twitter? out of t- context, right? Because wouldn't that be fun if like six months from now someone's like, I Man, agree. You're crazy. I agree. <laughs> What's your Twitter? Uh, uh, mine's Sean Wrights. S-H-A-W-N-W-R-I-T-E-S. Right. Sean Wrights. Uh, yeah. I usually do that um, at the end. But well, hey, no, I was perfect just. Perfect segue. Sure. I, I was just saying. I mean, we do funny. an email address. Uh, yes. It's all in your head podcast at gmail.com. I think that's it. Should, should we go through the mailbag? Yeah. Should we go through the I haven't released a single episode yet. <laughs> Tell you what, let's check what's in the It's All in Your Head email. Have you started the email address? Yeah. I, I bet you have at least one spam notification, maybe like a like a Twitter notification. Did you start an Insta oh, page? Oh, no, no mail. I deleted everything because I had a bunch of Instagram things like, follow Justin Bieber. Yeah. I like, no, I don't want to follow Justin Bieber. Why, dude? Don't be like that. You don't know what kind of mental issues that guy might have. I don't want to know. Maybe Unless he wants to do the podcast. Right. Maybe I he's like going blind. Maybe he's messed up. Reach out to him. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go on. Yeah, maybe. Remember when he it's went to that maybe. rash of like peeing in people's kitchens and like, like being very disruptive. Yeah, like, yeah. What's it called? Being famous as a young guy. Being young and entitled. <laughs> yeah, with a is lot. Is that of, his mental di- disability? Well, no. I'm sure he's got like. Look, I'm I'm almost positive he's got something going on, um, and you know it's not too late that, to say he's sorry. Uh, but <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you know you know the song. Yes, thank you. I do it's know the song. Sorry. Point is, I do think he's got something, and I would actually love to speak with somebody like that because I have a lot of questions about how fame works with that. Yes, show. but the thing is, is I feel like um, I'll put you in touch. I feel like he he just you know was given a lot of fucking a lot of money too young, and, and no one was, said and no to like, him. And, look, to and be now fair, he's, he's a bit of an asshole. Yeah. You know, I and he, so. I, he seems like he's getting better now, but he was a bit of a fucking prick. I think he was a young and, boy. And for what it's worth, as entitled. a guy from Toronto, he's yeah. from Stratford outside of Toronto. Yeah. Small town Ontario is just as, a small town Canada is just as bad as small town America. Sure. It's closed up and he happened to be like a kind of a, a well-off kid, right? Or was he a poor kid that got well-off? Either way, know. it was a very white environment, very privileged. And then like, hey, you're everywhere. Like what's gonna happen? Of course, no. That's what, That's up. why we need to change. And, and, it's not, and his parents weren't like exactly helpful, from my understanding. That's why we have to change. You know, small town America. We got to make America great again. 
And that's oh, really Jesus what I came Christ. here to say is, you Herr know, Trump. Yeah. Oh, no. we have to make America great again, just like they did um, with the EU. Yeah. Just like, like our friends. Think if we if, if we just elect Donald Trump, think about how wonderfully the dollar will fall. Oh, think about how little uh, further little care anyone will put to mental health of Donald Trump. Actually, that might. Might help us because yeah. they'll be like, "Oh, there's a crazy person in charge of that country. Get them some aid." <laughs> yeah, they'll be. You know how like we drop uh, we drop care packages into North yeah. Korea. We'll be dropping soon, shrinks. Like, soon, yeah, people just be dra- air air dropping like crates of shrinks. Crates <laughs> of Lexapro. <laughs> exactly. They'll be cr- they'll be pamphlets. Uh, just yeah, they'll be um they'll be uh crop crop spraying us with uh antipsychotics. Like a, a guy in a, like a with a beard. And a pipe and a, a a couch just slowly drifting into a lawn. Yes. You know. F- Sigmund Freud falling with a parachute. Yeah, goggles. Hello, I'm here to diagnose you. Oh, you need cocaine. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, who are some of your favorite artists? I thought you, thought you were going to go, who are some of your favorite depressed people? Oh, well, you know, like, let's see. That, depending I love on how Van you go. view that world, that could be... <laughs> Uh, my favorite artists, uh, just creative people in general. You mean? Um, I was thinking more in terms of like comic book stuff. Comic book I mean, stuff. Whatever. Anyway. Um, I mean. And writing, like. Yeah, I mean, my who favorite. Are your favorite writers. Yeah, I mean, I I can answer all of those questions. Um, and go for it. I think Stephen King is one of the best uh, and most prolific writers of our time. I mm-hmm. think he's amazing, and I love listening to him talk about writing and depression and uh, addiction. Um, so he's right up at the top of that list. I think Aaron Sorkin is another person who's amazing and also talks really interestingly about depression and addiction and writing. Um, yeah, cause and then, he, he was a heroin addict, right? Uh, he's an all kinds of things addict. Yeah. And, and, I remember his, and King had a real bad alcohol problem and cocaine. I remember Aaron Sorkin wrote that thing about, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman after he died. Yeah. Cause they'd just seen each other at a party. Like Sorkin was like arrested for like with a bunch of mushrooms being on mushrooms during like the height of West wing in an airport. Like he was, he's, he's got a problem shacking up with a prostitute for a while. Like, you know, like, and he, I mean, he talks about all this stuff. Right. Of course. Um, um, Aaron, the, the, if you're I, listening, I, I'd I, love to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Aaron, if you're listening, I love you so much. <laughs> My hero of all time, please. I love you. Um, uh, who else? Uh, you know what? I really, um, as far as like comic people go, I, I think that like Brian Michael Bendis is one of the best comic book writers around. Like he has, he, he fluctuates, but for the most part, he's consistently writing some of the best superhero comic books around. Um, uh, my buddy Charles Soule, I think is one of the, 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 the most talented new newcomers to, to the comic book scene. Um, I love, um, Grant Morrison's work. I love Warren Ellis. I mm. love Garth Ennis, uh, who did the, Preacher, which is on yep, TV now. Yep, yep, yep. People probably know Preacher. Um, artists, uh, I mean, there's a lot of great guys. Frank Quitely is one of my favorites. I, I think his art is Is there, is there like a common... I mean, it sounded like earlier, I mean, your first few, for sure, there's a common theme amongst them of talking about their shit and being pretty blunt about their shit. Do you find that that's something you really enjoy in, in the, 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 the art that you take in? Yeah, um, I do. I, I, I Because... Although not exclusively, and it's not something by which I use to define whether uh, something is good or bad. It's not like I'm like, oh, well, that wasn't personal enough, so it's not really my thing. Like, because I like a lot of dumb TV, and I like just like dumb things sure. that make no sense. Um, but <clears throat> I think there's, as a writer, at least for me, one of the hardest things for me to do is put my real problems into things. That's not easy for me. I know a lot of people do that, but that's not something that's easy for me. I like to escape when I write, so I, I go in other directions. Do you feel like you ever deal um, with anything like in a, in a metaphorical sense or some kind yeah, of sense? Yeah, uh, sometimes. I mean, I... Like, do you ever look back on something and go, oh, right, yes, I was often. dealing with some shit. Yeah, I do. Um, addiction plays a big role. I have... Um, I have... Uh, pretty serious addiction issues in my family and like immediate family stuff. Um, both, uh, drugs from like drugs to gambling, like, like, so a wide spurt, but like of very serious addicts. Um, do you feel that in in and out of programs and stuff? I don't, I mean, you smoke a lot of weed, but that's smoke you, a lot of weed. To weed. I, I mean, smoke a lot of weed. Um, but I'll say like, this about being addicted to weed. I do think it is possible, but I don't think it's, Nearly, I, yeah, and nice. and I don't find that weed doesn't get in the way of. I I define addiction by when it's when when the 
recreational activity of your choice, no matter what it is, uh, smoking, drinking, uh, gambling, uh, sex, um, when that starts to um, encroach on your real life, on regular life, when you start to make decisions in life based on the ability to partake in these things, uh, you have stepped into addict territory. Um, and, and, and weed has never been, it's like, if I don't have money, I don't buy weed and then I don't have smoke for a while. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like, I, you know, it's I like don't... that, it's like that fucking joke and, uh, half baked of like, you ever suck dick on the street for weed? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not... Um, uh, but, but so there's a lot of that in my family. Um, and so that's definitely a theme that rolls around in my head a lot is, is the addict and, 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 but that know. never comes into your writing. Yeah, no, it does. I'm it saying. does. Sorry, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely sorry, think that's something that rolls through in in stuff, not published stuff, but but yeah, in stuff and, that I've written. And is it sure. always is it the main catalyst, no. or is it just a character trait? It's always a character trait. It's always a side thing. It's never. I've never written about a person who's an addict, because I I think that I think I have too much to say about it, and I don't know how to do it without getting heavy handed. So it's much easier for me to like. There's a main character and a side character, and then there's another side character, and they're dealing with addiction, and I can tell the story a little bit of the through time. them, and I can watch all of the stuff through them, and how the things that they're doing um, reverberate out and, and and affect everyone in their circle. Because that's that's my viewpoint on it. Because yeah, I've never been that myself. The, yeah. I'm I've seen it though. I've seen it so spiral out. You say out. none of it's been published. Is is that because it just hasn't been published yet, or it's because you just don't want to publish that kind of stuff? No, yet? that's just has it. Just nothing's happened with it yet. Right. Fair enough. Uh, it, no, it's it's that it's all stuff that like I would gladly put out there at the drop of a hat. It's just not you know. I mean, in, in Galaxies for Hire, there's certainly no deeper themes that I'm, personal themes that I'm working with outside of just, I want to have well, a good time with that book. And it's in Sister, space. It's actually, it's like, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah. That you book working is, through your emotions with your space book. <clears throat> that book, actually, that book, if there's if there's any real basis in that book, it's the, the, it, the book's about two sisters, and one is a cop and one is a criminal, and they end up having to go on the run together. And when it turns out the ship that this criminal sister has been flying around in is like the missing chess piece to this giant like robot that the government is almost completely assembled. Nice. But the um, core relationship, the sisters' relationship, is a, definitely about my sisters. Like, nice. it's it's a hundred percent about their the. I find it fascinating how they can love and hate each other at exactly the same time that's at exactly though. the same. Yeah, and it's fascinating to me. So that's that's definitely something that I you know put in there uh, intentionally from like the real world, I guess, you know, in yeah. fiction, in something so highly fictionalized. Yeah. As 51st century. Is sci-fi. the space robot also based off your sisters? Uh, no, but the sex bot is. Okay. That's so, way, what? Yeah. <laughs> so one of my sisters is a robot, not a sex bot, but yeah, she that, was a there's robot. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. Um, all right. So we got to start to, to more or less wrap things up. Yeah. Uh, before I get to my final few questions, I'm curious, how long have you been in LA now? Uh, this is like my seventh or eighth year. I don't. Yeah. Have you something. enjoyed it? Have you like? Did you notice any big things when you first? Came I here? love L.A. I still love L.A. I. Did you love it when you first got here? Yep. Always loved it. I think See, it's, that's crazy. It was a magical place to me as a kid. I always wanted to come here. Uh-huh. I went on one vacation with my grandfather, and I thought like this is the most coolest place ever. And I only ever wanted to get back here. And then when I did, I came. And I still, I Florida's flat and boring, and like I still to this day love will drive and catch the mountains and go like, yeah, that's fucking cool as hell. Look at that. It's not all flat and stupid. The, did you hear about the, uh, um, the, uh, slide? The yeah. The, yeah. The slide on the There's, side of the yeah, building. For those of you that aren't aware of, uh, they're the, building the, a slide on the they, side of a building. It's there. It's opening. Oh, it's, today. It is? Today's the day it opened. It's, I'll never do it. Uh, oh, I'm going to do I'm it. Afraid it's, of like heights. A, it's a slide, an all glass slide from like the 69th, 70th floor to the 69th floor of a yeah. skyscraper in downtown LA. And, uh, but I love LA for stuff like that. Yeah, these things exist. It's I, nice it's, it's cool, and um, and I love that. Although it, it's for I think a lot of people a point of contention, but for me, the fact that this town so heavily thrives on the entertainment industry is really just makes me feel very. It's the one thing that makes me feel very at home. Nice. I love the entertainment industry. I grew up reading like Premier Magazine, and, and like I had every every issue of Entertainment Weekly, and I would like like seek out like I would. I would go out of my way to. Is that what you were worried you're going to die jerking off to? Just a copy of Entertainment Weekly? Yeah, watching old um, Entertainment e. Tonight clips, yeah. jerking off to Mary Hart. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I understand that. I, I definitely um, idealized it as a kid too. Yeah, and it makes me so coming I out love, here. I fucking hate it as a grown-up. Really, but, I but, love it. No, it I just, love it now. No, I hated you, it for okay. a year and a half. Now I really like it. It's home. I've, you know, I got a yeah. fucking dog. I, I'm here. Sure. I get shit on the walls. I know? hate it more now than I did when we first moved out here. Now I go like, oh, I wish it was cheaper, and I wish well, it was that's, easier that's to park, no, and I, you know. But that's not why I hated it when I first came out here. Why did you hate it? Oh, I just hated like the, everything. Like the, the people and really? the vibe. And oh, the, I loved it. Yeah, I just had trouble with it. It's all everyone talks about is the movie industry. It makes me so happy because that's all I really care well, when about. When I first got out here, I was I was oh. struggling real hard with my own shit. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to figure out who I was and I wanted to be in New York and I was here. Because mm-hmm. my whole life, I, I you know, my mom's from New York. So my whole life, I was like, I want to get to New York. You thought you were going to get to the... Because whenever yeah. I... I spent a lot of time in New York. It's not like I yeah. just tour stuff. I've spent a lot of time there. My brother lives there. My mom's from there. Whenever I was there, I was like, oh, these, these are my people. Yeah. I fit in here. I fit in here immediately. Yeah. Uh, New York makes a lot of people stressed out. For me, I feel like it's like I fluctuated. It. I vibrated a certain frequency. Yeah. And I feel like whenever I'm in New York, oh, I'm at the same frequency. That's cool. And I was, that's what I wanted to do. And then it's I not came how out I here feel for in work. New York. Yeah. I mean, that, I feel scared in New York. That's the thing. A lot of people feel that way. But I, so like I, I came here and I was just kind of angry with myself because I yeah. wanted to be there. But you know, there's like a shit ton of New Yorkers here, a shit ton of people. It's just, you find your way. Yeah. But um, it's, it's an interesting difference. Uh, okay, so final few questions. Just yeah. To, to yeah, run the uh, lightning round. Lightning round. Okay. What's Go. the best advice you've ever gotten on how to deal with this shit? Um, the best advice I ever gotten was from a shrink. And um, she, I was like super depressed about a bunch of stuff one day. And she was like, all right, listen. She's like, go home and for the next week, write down like the major things you get like upset over. And I was like, all right. She's like, come back next week and bring, bring in a piece of paper. I'm like, okay. So I did. And I came back the next week and she was like, all right, give me the paper. And I gave it to her and she went down the list of things that I had written. And it was things like, you know, I was living in Florida at the time. I was just out of college. So it was things like, you know, I'm never going to get out of Florida. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I won't figure out, uh, you know, I'll never figure out this, whatever it was, you know, what I want to do with life, what the point is. I'm depressed. Um, she was like, I like the depression made the list. She, she went down like yeah. all of these things and she was basically like, she was like, you know, the majority of the things that you wrote here, she's like, are um, written as definitives. And mm. I was like, so? And she's like, well, unless you have like magical powers, or you know, something I don't like, these shouldn't be definitives because you don't know what any of this is. She's like, so I think your first biggest step is like, stop using definitives. She's like, just, you gotta, you have to train yourself to do it. She's like, you have to train yourself to do it. It's the first and only step that doesn't involve anything other than you. Like, don't use definitives. That's it's not, advice. I'll never do this. It's, I'm not doing this right now and it's making me unhappy. It's not, uh, you know, uh, if, if you're not getting laid or, or you don't have a girlfriend or whatever it is, it's like, it's not, I'll never f- get married. It's, I'm not married right now and I want to be and that's making me sad or that's making me depressed. That's, that's really good advice. The best. It was advice yeah. that I have, this was probably, you know, 2001 and I have held on to that advice and taken it with me and it is, it is like the, uh, the last, uh, uh, bit before I fall off the precipice that, that I always will tag back onto is like, and I'll hear her stupid, it, it annoys me now because I'll hear it and I'll catch myself and I'll go, fuck, I'm doing, I'm doing a definitive right now. Voice. God damn it. And I'm yeah. like, all right, how can I rephrase this and still be super depressed about it? You know, you start <laughs> to play those games, but that is without a uh, question that the best advice is, is, is to stay the fuck away from definitive statements because you don't he know. He said definitively. Yeah, he but said yeah, definitively. Exactly. Yeah, because you don't, you're, it's, yeah. it's true. You no. don't know. And, and if you start to train your brain that this is um, finite, that it's finished, then, then yeah, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to look up. There's nowhere to pull yourself up to, you know? So go ahead. What's your next question? Uh, what's your, the worst advice you've ever received? Oh, I mean, the worst advice is advice that anyone who's ever been like, I have depression or I'm depressed receives, which is like, hey, man, you just got to like, you know, look on the bright side. <laughs> and you're like, okay, that's yeah, not Yeah, I looked on it, man. I it's looked at the it's bright, bright and it burned my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I looked on the bright side. I would love to look on the bright side. I unfortunately see only a veil of black darkness in front of me and my eyelids can't open because they're so heavy from like the weight of all of my like discomfort. 
Uh, but yeah, sure, man. I'm looking on the bright. Yeah, I looked yeah, on the bright side, and the sun got in my eyes. It is. What's next? I tell my closest friends uh, when I'm really like super depressed and I'm like complaining to you, like the best thing to tell me isn't like it'll be okay or anything like that. Is to literally look at me and be like, "Yeah, it sounds like everything in your world is the worst." Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which either takes me out of it, and I go, "All right, fuck, I sound like an asshole," or it makes me go, "Like, yeah, you know what? It is the worst." <laughs> like <laughs> bong monster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the worst advice. Um, I'm just still laughing about Bong Monster. So we kind of got into this earlier, but do you think that all people in the arts are crazy? Yes. You do? Yep. Definitively? Yeah, definitively. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, look, are there exceptions to every rule? Yes, uh, including the rule that there's exceptions to every rule. So I will say <laughs> definitively. Is, oh, man, this is a mind fuck. Every single person uh, that is creative. Yeah, no, I do... I do think that the majority of of, of extremely creative people, uh, to moderately moderately to extremely creative people, um, are in some way have some kind of something. Yeah, fair enough. Even if it's um, purely a um, egotistical thing, uh, you know, a little bit of um, um, uh, you know um, nepotism uh, or not nepotism. Or not, um, not nepotism. You mean, um, um, no, fucking. What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, I'm looking in the mirror. Help narcissism. It. Narcissism. Thank you. Help a stoner out. Uh, yeah, I think that 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 there is even hey, if you're it's, a stoner, it still took me a fucking long. Even if it's as that. simple as that, which, but I still classify that as like some form of mental health because no, like narcissism is, is real. That's a real thing. I don't. I have the opposite of that. Um, that'll be for uh, smart your future, your future guest. Uh, I uh, my uh, my co-writer Matt Cohen will talk to you all about narcissism. Is he a narcissist? I think he suffers, uh, and 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 he will admit that he does. Yeah, that that a right. big part of his problem is is that he I think that's gonna expects be, that's the gonna be world fun. to give fun. him. Things, Sean you know? said you're narcissistic. What? Yeah. <laughs> Don't open it with that. Oh, vey. How's he gonna feel about this coming out? Uh, no, I mean he he will talk Have about you it. Told him this? Yeah, he will. He has talked about it okay. himself. Okay. He has mentioned that 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 that, and we he and I have had discussions about you know um, that that where I feel like nothing I do is good enough and that I'm the worst. He thinks everything is uh, He often will fall into to, to things where he's like, I know I'm doing great, so why aren't more things happening quicker? Right. Um, which, That's a very and, L.A. You know, it's a very thing. L.A. thing. Um, yeah. So, uh, What advice do you have for other people going forward who are trying to get into this industry who are also struggling with this kind of stuff? Um, the, your depression has nothing to do with your talent? Like... The hardest thing for me to sometimes wrap my head around is that whether or not I was more successful or less successful, had more money or less money, was pursuing a career as a paid writer or was working as a janitor, I would equally feel the same way. So, so you I might often as well do the so I may as well stuff. do the thing that I love to do that makes me feel good. I often yes, I will often um, assert or ascribe depression to my career of choice. And I don't think that that's nec- I don't think it's true. In moments of not feeling depressed and in clearer moments, I don't really think that that's true. Um, I think that I am wired the way I'm wired, and I think if I wasn't having these types of crises over, you know, crises over, uh, you know, uh, where my career is going next, or you know, that kind of thing, or if I wasn't worrying about monetary stuff, I think it would be other things. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the best advice that I can give, as far as mental health is don't do that to your don't don't let yourself play those games one thing isn't really have anything to do with the other um because i've also been seeing shrinks and been on medicine and felt really really great and been no better off career-wise so like it doesn't there's no correlation you know sure um i mean and as far as general advice goes like if you want to be a writer just literally the best advice and it's the the Worst most common advice just do it. every single day. Yeah. Force yourself to write every day. Every, 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 every day. Even when you're the most depressed in the whole wide world, just fucking write something. Otherwise, you'll turn into a bong monster. Yeah, or you will. You'll become bong monster. What do you think we can do to fix the state of mental health and the way it's looked at in this country and in the world? Dude, uh, where? Uh, how much more time do we have left? I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, I think the obviously the first step uh, build that wall. The first step, yeah, the first step <laughs> is build that wall. Uh, next, deport all Muslims, um, and then make America great again. No, um, obviously the first step is, um, well, as with any problem, is awareness. I think, uh, and lifting the stigma of that it's somehow like 
bad. Or, I, I, you know, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. it has to be like, people have to understand that mental health issues are as important as like AIDS or cancer, if not more so, because it's, it's, well, it's I don't not think something we need to rank can, them, but it's not, yeah. it's not something that you can, well, in, in the sense that awareness of it and understanding of it is important because it's not something you can directly, you know, diagnose. It's not something that you can go direct to. It, it takes time and it takes observation for sometimes you don't know, look, if I'm sick and I can't breathe and more and more and more, whether regardless of whether I tell anyone, you know, it. eventually I will know and go to a doctor. But people with depression might just think that's who they are. Yeah. That's who I mean, and that's what I thought. Yes. Me. And so I think that that and that's the only way I rank it and in, in, in say more so. I think with depression, it's and, and with mental health in general, it's something that everyone has to be aware of. Everyone has to be on the lookout for and people have to be accepting of. And, you know, that's the first step with anything. I do think it's a, like I, I do think that it's, it's 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 bonkers when people are weirded out by mental health issues. Yeah, it's insane. It, Cuz it's just like uh it's a dick move. Yeah, it just seems like you know what yeah, I mean? yeah like, you're right. It's I don't want to be around that guy. It's not he's really depressing like, other well, than stop like, being a dick. Just stop being an asshole. Like, yeah, sorry he's going through some shit. Stop being a dick. Well, and it's Or like, is this something coming out from you and you need to deal with it, you know? Well, I think that's Probably I mean, I think the it truth is it's that is that you know, people don't like to talk about mental health stuff because that is very real. Makes them uncomfortable. And it's very, it's very vulnerable and it's very personal. And I think, um, yeah, I think that, that it's too real for, for most people. Um, and I, I don't know how you combat that, honestly. I got to talk to you better about yeah. uh, what to do about the gun situation. That's all bullets. It's all bullets, man. Is, uh, wasn't that... Uh, it's, a, it's bullets. That was Chris Rock that had that joke, It right? is, It is though. Think about Chris this. Rock had that joke. Yeah, what, what, let's just... I just want to... Uh, Chris Rock joke The joke was, is like, um, uh, just make bullets crazy expensive. Yeah, but yeah. think about this, right? From a practical standpoint. Right now, you can buy, uh, you know, a, an AR, right? And, and, and you can load that with a magazine um, that has 100 rounds an extended magazine, right? So that's 100 bullets that you can shoot before you have to reload, okay? And you can buy multiple of those. You can even tape them together and you can get an extent, you can get a, 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 a larger belt. capacity and you can, so you're doing two at a time. So now you have, theoretically, you can shoot 200 bullets at a time before you have to reload. Now, if we don't restrict the guns, you can buy whatever guns you want, however many guns you want, but rounds, um, Clips, rather, are restricted to uh, 10 rounds per clip. Yeah. Now you only get 10 shots. They're trying to do that. No matter they're trying, what. They're trying to do a... Uh, Even if you uh, tape two together, you no, get No, that, that's a lot shots. they're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, not to get too much into the... Like, in the last... Sure. Literally in the last two minutes, you brought up gun I'm just saying control. that is my one... But that is my one no, thing. No, that's is, trying is to... They're math. trying to ban the fact... Yeah, it is kind it's of crazy. math. If what you're doing is... If what you guys want to do is just have fun with your guns, And sure. if you want to be able to defend yeah. yourself, sure. Have if you can't do that in 10 rounds. Have multiple clips. Have 10 rounds if you need your AK. But what you can't do with well, 10 rounds I, is you can't take out 100 people. Yeah. You can take out 10. Uh, my, you know, my thing, you saw me post on Facebook, and, and, and my big thing is when people are always like, he still would have found a way to do this. I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe he still would have, maybe he would have gotten a knife. But let me tell you something: it's sure as shit harder and a lot and more time-consuming to stab a hundred. And that's all it's about. And you know, and and it's like there's so many. I don't know. We don't have to get it. There's so many dumb arguments about shoulda, woulda, coulda, and oh, what if he had a car? And it's like, you know what? Cars are regulated. Every year, people put more and more money into car safety and and crash tests and new restrictions and seatbelt laws and 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 it's like. We have to do something. We do, have and to we're do not. Something. Um, I'm glad that Democrats yeah. are trying. So, anyway, we will anyway. get into that on another episode. Sure. Yeah, the gun episode. As in, as soon as we uh, stop recording, you and I will keep talking about this. Uh, so, Sean writes. Is your Twitter? Yeah, Sean writes is my Twitter, is my Instagram. You can look at pictures of uh, comic stuff. Bomb Monster often makes an appearance. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, if, if you want to read my comic book, you can order it in your local comic shop. Galaxies for Hire. Uh, Galaxies for Hire, yeah. Um, Huge. Uh, yeah, just tell, tell them that it's it comes out from Devil's Do Publishing. They're in, you know, monthly previews. Amazing. Order it. Yeah. Great. Thanks so much for being here, man. Thanks for having me. There you have it. Bong Monster, Sean DePasquale, telling you how to bong monster it up. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that episode. He's got an interesting way of looking at it. You know, some people, they can just get into work, and when they do it, they do it, and they're in it. I wish I was one of those people. For me, I, I feel like I almost need to trick myself into working. It's, it's, it's tough, but um, 
I hope that was beneficial for some of you that are like me and find it hard to get into it. Uh, next week, we have a very, very different episode, a very interesting episode, one that I've actually been very excited for you to hear. My friend Jasmine Gillison is on the podcast. Um, I've, I've talked about this in previous episodes, intros and outros, about how we've got different episodes that are outliers, you know, that change things up. Uh, we had Carly talk about working in the industry with bipolar. We had Carl come on and talk about, uh, you know, mental health stigma in the African-American community. This time, this is, I think, honestly, one of the most important things you can talk about when it comes to mental health in the arts. Jazz uh, was an actress, trained to be an actress, wanted to be an actress, and then came to the conclusion that she didn't want to do it anymore and stopped and went to school. And that's where I caught up with her. And that is such an important thing in this industry because I think so many people feel like you can't quit, you know, uh, or, or, or quitting or stopping if you don't want to do it anymore is failing, is giving up on yourself, giving up on your dreams. And that's so absurd to me because sometimes you should not keep going or sometimes it's okay to quit. And, and especially in this industry uh, and in the arts, if it's not something you want to do or feel fulfilled doing, you shouldn't do it. And anyway, she explains it better than I do, and we get into it in a, in a big way. And I just think it's a very important episode. So, so tune in next week for that. It's really good, and she puts it um, far more eloquently than I can. Plus, she's British, so that's a nice change of pace. Um, <laughs> you know, accents. All right. Follow us on Twitter, All in Your Head Pod. Instagram, for some reason, at It's All in Your Head Podcast. We have an email account where you can email anything at all you want to me. It's all in your head podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook, it's all in your head. We've got so many ways for you to find us and so many unnecessary things on there. I don't know. I don't know what the point is. Uh, not in life. I know what the, I don't actually don't know what the point of life is, but I, I keep going. But in Twitter and it's uh, who the hell knows. Uh, all right. We'll see you next week. It's all in your head podcast. Thanks for listening. It's all in your head.